0: Ricky, I got a new guest with me here today to talk some college hoops. Donnie, how you doing, my man?
1: Ricky, what's going on? Happy to be here.
0: Not too much. Happy to have you. You ready to talk some college hoops?
1: Yeah, yeah, this this thing's getting interesting, and it's one of the best times of the year coming up, you know?
0: It certainly is. And what we're going to do here, Donnie, I'm going to start the show off with a little game for everyone if you're up for it and what we're gonna do within this game is we're gonna take a look at some of the teams on the bubble watch heading into we're about really what like two weeks out at this point
1: yeah uh two weeks from this past sunday the we will have a bracket
0: Yep, so right around the corner, but we're going to take a look at a few of the teams that are truly on the bubble, and I'm going to ask you to answer two things when I rattle off these teams to you, Donnie. I want you to tell me whether or not you think they're going to make it into the tournament, and I want you to tell me if they're a contender or a pretender, all right?
1: Yeah, let's jump right in.
0: We'll start things off with the preseason favorite that is on the bubble right now, North Carolina, one in nine in quad one competition. Talk to me, Donnie.
1: Yeah, and, and first and foremost, the, the most interesting thing about this is we have, you know, the best rivalry in college basketball coming up on, on Saturday, uh, Duke heading into Chapel Hill. Um, and, and that game means a lot for this UNC team. Uh, they get that big win over over Virginia a couple of days ago. They take care of business at Florida State. Um it still feels like they need a they need a home win against Duke here, and and you know maybe even win you know a game or two in this ACC tournament to see themselves on on the right side of this bubble.
0: With a loss to Duke, you think that that might be a wrap?
1: They're going to need a, a deep deep run in the ACC tournament. Um, maybe pick up a win against Virginia, a team like Miami, one of those quad one wins, uh, which are hard to come by in the ACC.
0: Okay, and so now second part of the question. If they do get in, is this team, again, preseason favorite? Are they a contender or are they a pretender?
1: You you know what, Rick? I can't count them out, to be honest with you. Um, There's too much talent on this team. They returned so much of, of what made them successful last year, getting to a national championship game. Uh, between Armando Baycott, their guard play, uh, they just really haven't you know, put together um, consecutive you know, 40 minutes of basketball uh, night in, night out. Uh, but you can't count this team out. Do I think they have a run like last year in them? No. But, but can they get to the second weekend? Uh, I think that's definitely possible if they can sneak in.
0: I love it. Yeah, they, they just caught some of that magic that we see every year. Some teams do last season, but let's keep it moving. I want to talk to you about my Sun devils who are again on the bubble. This is a familiar spot for this program. Um, they have some pretty good wins, Donnie. They got, let me just give you a couple of them, probably two worth noting Creighton and Michigan, um, and Arizona, obviously coming off the buzzer beater, but sitting at 20 and nine, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Four quad one wins up to this point. Um, you know, it, it's funny because a buzzer beater like that from, you know, half court, three-quarters court, whatever you want to call it, uh, could, could be the reason you're on one side of the bubble or, or the other. And this Arizona State team has, they go into UCLA. Um, obviously, they, they go into UCLA and beat them on Thursday night. They're, I think they're cemented, you know, in this field. Uh, <clears throat> but if not, I still think they have a path where, where they've done enough. Uh, like I said, four quad one wins, a huge win um, at Arizona should loom large uh, to the committee. Uh, I think they're safely in now uh, barring a, you know, a collapse.
0: Yep. And they have USC and UCLA remaining in the regular season. Um, let me ask you this same question on the contender or pretender, but I want you to keep in mind They went into U of A and just knocked off one of the best teams in the country. Granted on a crazy buzzer beater. I know, but what do you think contender if they get in or pretender?
1: No, I don't think so. I think they'll, they'll draw too tough a matchup, uh, likely being a double digit seed. Um, Maybe, you know, one of the last four teams in, I know uh, as of now, uh, Joe Lenardi from ESPN has them as, as one of the last four teams in um, which make them have a, uh, you know, a playing game just to get into the field of 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have a tough road. Um, so sorry to give you bad news there, Ricky, but, uh,
0: no love think, for the devils.
1: I, yeah. I think their, their March madness run, uh, ends early.
0: Sadly, we're one of those schools where we're, we're just happy to be at the party, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, if we can get there, but let's keep it moving talk to me about Michigan. Um, a lot of people, I don't think expected them to be a bubble team either.
1: No, absolutely not. And that's kind of, we've seen that with, with quite a few teams, um, this year, three and 10 in, in quadrant one games haven't, haven't bared well, uh, against some of the best teams in the country. Uh, who do they have left on their schedule that they have two big road games. It looks like at Illinois at Indiana, um, two tough matchups uh, on the road, both games. Feels like they need one of these. Um, that's, that's two, you know, uh, tournament teams that we, they'll be on the road against, So they can get one of them. I think they will be safely in. Uh, this is just a, the big 10 has been a, you know, a real tough conference this year with top to bottom, you know, just, there's no easy, you know, easy wins. I should say.
0: It's the one conference, man. I can't, I haven't really bet it much because I can't get a feel for these teams. Like even like the Iowa's of the world, Penn state who either shoots the lights out or go like you got Ohio's. The conference is just so funky this year. Um,
1: right. And I'll be the first to admit, I was even higher on this conference, you know uh, just a year ago. And we saw these big 10 teams get knocked off uh, in the tournament quickly. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I want to say not many even not many big teams even made it to Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Um, And this this conference was better last year than it was this year. Uh, But it will be interesting. You're right. They brought back Hunter Dickinson. Uh, No one really expected this team to be on the bubble, but but here they are. I think they need one of these next two games to uh, safely put them on the right side of this thing.
0: All right. So Donnie's thinking it's you got to get one more in the regular season. And just real quick before we move on to the final one. You think they can make some noise? Uh, what, Juan Howard's group, Wild Man Juan, if they get in?
1: I do. I do. I think they can, they could see, you know, a way to the second weekend of this tournament. Um, it's just so tough because so much can happen in these conference tournaments where it, you're seeding, um, and arguably your, your matchups for your first and second round games are, are determined by what you do in these next, you know, handful of games you have left in, until the tournament uh, comes up and we, and we see selection Sunday. So that, that's the big thing is, is you know, where the seeding shakes out, uh, what matchups you get, if it favors you, if it doesn't. Um, but, but I think with Hunter Dickinson, some of this experience this team has, I, I think they can win a game or two in this tournament.
0: Okay, um, one more for you. This is a really interesting one for me. You got Texas Tech, who again had a lot of hype coming in. They start off conference play zero and eight, but now they're making a little run here. They burned both you and I on Saturday in a really tough home loss, um, where they battled back. But what do you think? Did that did that loss on Saturday maybe seal their fate, or what are you thinking?
1: I think they have a lot of work to do, Ricky, uh, to be completely honest with you, but this, this conference is just so darn good, man.
0: It really is. You know,
1: night in, night out, you're playing top 20, top, top 25 teams, you know, uh, feels like almost every week. Uh, this is, this is a conference that's going to have a ton of teams in this tournament. Um, tonight they had two Kansas, which has not fared well for anybody in the country. Um, What's the line on that tonight, Ricky?
0: Let me take a look real quick. Pull up some lines here.
1: Because it feels like they need this one. Uh do I think it happens? Absolutely not, but but they have some they need to build this resume a little bit a little bit more and this would be a massive win if they could go into uh in into Kansas and pull this off.
0: I believe it was like nine or something pretty crazy earlier. Uh okay, here it is. Okay, so you got Nine and a half, damn. Going into Kansas, though.
1: Yeah, it's
0: a lot of points, Donnie.
1: A lot of points, and like I said, no one's no one's done well heading into you know Allen Fieldhouse, and and I don't think they have enough to get it done, which is really gonna you know uh, not bode well for their resume uh, when it comes to the bubble.
0: It to me, this is one of those games that. Uh, almost the spread doesn't interest me because it's just one of those desperation spots where I'm talking a slice of pizza on Texas tech to win this game, knowing that, like you said, it's, this is the season right here. You got to at least assume that going in at 16 and 13 here. Um, All right. Um, Any other teams that you want to talk about before we move on to the next segment here? Nothing comes to mind
1: for me, but, but there's, there's several teams that, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, they have two, three, four, whatever it might be, including the, the conference tournaments, to sort of build this resume or, you know, cement yourself on, on the wrong side of this bubble. Um, one team that does come to mind is, is, is Charleston, uh, College of Charleston. 28-3, and 3, they've just had an incredible season, and and they're going to need – it looks like they're going to need to win the – win their conference to to get in, which is which is crazy to think about, uh, with such a impressive uh overall record. But there's just not many, you know, high level wins uh coming from their conference play. Um
0: real quick, Donnie, who who in their conference is ahead of them right now?
1: Like they're currently tied at the top with Hofstra in the okay. uh CAA. Um Hofstra's twenty three and eight. Charles Charleston is twenty eight and three. Um but there's just not a lot of high-level wins, you know, in their conference play. So I think they're going to need, you know, a conference championship to and an automatic bid to get in this thing.
0: Yeah. That's the problem with some of those like smaller tier conferences where you, you're probably only getting one, one team out of there. Um, okay. So keep an eye out on them. My, my only team that I find to be pretty maddening Donnie is Oklahoma who has five quad one wins. they, I don't even really know what to say about them, but the reason I bring them up is because they just strike me as a team who's who might make a run in the conference tournaments. Um, so we'll see, but they're scrappy. They're scrappy. I like that squad.
1: Yeah. Just another team from that big 12 conference where just top to bottom there's no, you know, there's no easy wins and you're going to have to grind it out. You know, every conference game, which look at Texas tech, you start Oh and eight. Um, partially due to their poor play partially because you're just playing, you know, top 25 teams, quad one teams week in and week out.
0: It's like the, the big 12 is like the sec of football in basketball. You know, it's like, it's just how these teams just beat each other up, man. It's crazy. Um, okay. Let's talk some futures, Donnie. You brought up an interesting topic before the show. So I want to pass this over to you to start it off. Um, Talk to, talk to the audience about what you were saying to me earlier.
1: Yeah. Um, basically the futures market is what it is. Um, and the biggest question surrounding it is, is there truly value in these future uh, futures markets or are you better off, you know, just taking, say a a team that stands out to me, which I want to talk about briefly is the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, and the big question surrounding the futures market is, is it more valuable to, you know, bet a team on the money line for each of their, you know, was it six games, whatever it might be, to win this whole thing? Or is it, you know, more valuable to just take the team on the futures market? Uh, and I, it's funny, I don't have the answer to that question. Um, I'll do some more diving in as far as um, how it's looked in, in the recent past with the, you know, I can look at a team like Kansas last year who wins it, what they were placed uh, as far as the futures market compared to if you had just bet them on the money line individually each game uh, in the tournament. <clears throat> so I'm going to do some more diving in, but like I said, I want to talk about this Indiana Hoosiers team. Uh, I'll be on them tonight as well as I think this is a team that can make a really deep run in this tournament.
0: Wow, I'm listening. I'm listening.
1: So if I look at, I won't go line shopping here. I'll just look at one book to see where they're currently marketed at. Um, let's look here.
0: I Haven't a done a lot offense. of diving
1: into this futures market uh, as I have in the past. Um, I believe between myself and this and the Steady Pick system, we've at some point in the season we've uh, you know got got the. Uh, Futures market correct with the the national championship soon to be, um, so that's interesting. But Indiana currently sits at plus twenty five hundred. Like I said, I haven't line shopped, but I really like this team. Uh, bring back uh, Jackson Davis. This team just has a ton of vets, good guard play, and they're tested from the from the uh, Big Ten conference.
0: Yeah, they have some good wins. And okay, this this is a perfect segue to. Something I've been waiting to dive into with you. So, most college basketball betters at this point, Donnie, know the whole trend with, like, the top 40 in adjusted offensive efficiency and top 25 in adjusted defensive efficiency, fitting the bill of every champion over, I don't even remember, but, like, that's that's the criteria right there that they fall in. Some Some people even, like, narrow it down further. Some expand it out, but... That's like the primary one. Your Indiana squad here is a perfect example of a team that they're 40th in defense, uh, yeah, defensive efficiency. They're 21st in offensive. So they kind of, they fit in that bill. They're You said 25 to one in the futures market?
1: Yes. Wow,
0: okay. So my question here, though, is at a certain point, man, do you think that that's going to break – you know, when we're going to see a team that's like well outside of that, come in here and make a run and win it. Or like, what are your thoughts? Do you live or die by that?
1: I have in the past, uh, to be completely honest with you. And, and you know, you know, the motto of it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, mm-hmm. So those are the kind of teams that I'll have sort of narrowed down. Um, and it's just be, you know, sifting through that uh, to find, you know, true value. Um, Cause I, it looks like there's only four or five teams that fit that bill. Um as far as adjusted offense, adjusted defense. So it'd be interesting. You know, it feels like if if it were to break, it could be this year. Um but it's not something I wanna I wanna bet against.
0: hmm Um and it, it's it's annoying because like literally on a nightly basis, teams are still falling in and out of this, you know, like there's teams a week ago, there was maybe nine teams. Now there's less tomorrow. There might be another one. Um, So it's, it's an ongoing changing thing, which is important to know, um, you know, what the teams right now. So out of the group that does qualify, have you placed any futures bets?
1: I actually haven't. Um, but just interestingly enough, I I hadn't really, uh, dived into, to where Indiana fits into this whole thing. And it's, it's kind of good to know that they do fit into this. Um, they're playing their best basketball. Uh, and that just kind of furthers my, my opinion on this team. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to search around the market and see what, see what numbers I can find. I believe I found a 30
0: to one Fanduel's 30 to one on Indiana right, right now. I'm betting it right now, Donnie with you. I'm going 0.25, a quarter unit bet on that 30 to one.
1: All right. I'm in too.
0: I love that. And if you, if you don't mind, can we stay here for a moment and take a look at a, a few of these other teams?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I've seen two, three, not many, not many anymore. Or at Or currently.
0: I have a list of eight going in going in here that um Saint Mary's fell out of it during their last game, so they no longer qualify, but they're right there uh, I don't know if Purdue fell out of it, but the ones that I know are in it. you got Houston who the best number in market on them is seven to one at bet rivers um any interest there or
1: no, no interest there. I'm looking at least probably ten to one or better. Me too. As man. far as the future market goes,
0: Kansas. There's one 10 to one at Bet Rivers, but the market is at eight to one for the most part. So anybody who likes Kansas, get your ass to Bet Rivers right
1: Kansas, now. Kansas, Kansas is a is a tricky one because they have been so good at home. They have been let's pull them know, up. So impressive, but on the other hand, they've had so many games where. Uh, at halftime, they're down 10, 15 points, just laying a stinker and credit to them. They they come back and win these games, but I don't know if, if that, uh, you know, that mold, that model is sustainable come tournament time.
0: Yeah. And they have such a big home court boost. Like you were saying earlier with a lot of their big wins being at home. But I mean, if you just, if you take all of our opinions and shit out and look into the numbers, they're ninth in adjusted defensive efficiency, they're twentieth in adjusted offensive, so I mean they one hundred percent fit the bill of a team that could uh, could go through. And again, ten to one is is the best price. Um, we got to talk about Bama real quick, Donnie. Who is there's also a ten to one available at Bet Rivers. Most of the market is nine to one, but this fucking kid, Brandon Miller, between. The pat-downs before the game and going off for 40 points and a game-winner in the midst of the whole situation, what are you, like, making of this team and the situation and the whole thing with Bama? Where are you at?
1: Yeah, it's a real interesting one because, <clears throat> you know, that, that cloud is likely going to hang over them well through the tournament. You know, um, come tournament time, these the media is all over these games – uh, they're much more covered than they they would be a regular season game, and I'm just a little concerned whether that that sort of distraction is going to hang over them uh heading into the tournament. There's gonna to be so many questions asked, i would assume um, regarding this situation uh they're still taking care of business though as as we see um,
0: some close games though they they their last two have like let me just double check here I know that South Carolina took them to overtime um Arkansas lost by three, but yeah, you're right. They're still, they're still handling business and winning games. They are, right um, wow. 18th in adjusted offensive and fifth in adjusted defense.
1: Yeah. They, they've been great this whole year. Uh, looks like all things considered, they will be, you know, the number one seed, the top overall seed, uh, come selection Sunday, barring a, you know, a collapse these last couple of games. But, but, man, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'll just say the the pat-down is wild just because, like, given everything ongoing, the fact that he's, like, drawing attention to it. And, I mean, Donnie, you would know this better than I. I'm being told this kid's, like, a not just a lottery pick. This is, like, a top three, top five pick in the NBA draft, correct? Talent-wise. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And in the last couple of games, he's sort of cemented himself you know, in that conversation, um, so we won't get on get into the details on on the actual situation at hand. Uh, but he's an incredible talent, um, big, tall, can uh, put the ball on the floor, uh, shoot the three. He's he's a really good NBA prospect, um, and it's, it'll be interesting to see come come draft time. You know if how it shakes out, uh, if, if NBA franchises are you know. Uh scared to draft this guy. I don't know what'll happen, but but he's a incredible talent.
0: Yep. Um it will be interesting to see. Um I know I'm curious to kind of follow that. Uh the last team, because I know you and I could kind of literally go through this whole board and and really narrow down. I'll I'll see if there's anyone else you want to talk about, but one team that fits into this criteria, uh Creighton, their thirtieth in adjusted offense. 14th on the defensive side of that metric. But the reason they're interesting to me is because they're so far down. You could get a 42 to one at FanDuel right now. Um, I think amongst like the teams that qualify in what I said earlier, odds wise, the this is the outlier, like 42 to one. So I'll be betting a quarter unit right now at FanDuel at this number. But uh, what do you think of of uh, Greg McDermott's squad?
1: Yeah, and I was – maybe stupidly uh, too high on this team coming into the season. I I love this Creighton team, uh, but they've just been way too inconsistent for me. You know, had a stretch uh, earlier in the fall, uh, early December, where they lose six straight games. uh, And then, you know, mid-January to mid-February, they are just cooking through this Big East uh, with some some good wins over Xavier, Providence, UConn. And now they're kind of fading back into – They've lost three out of their last four. Granted, to to Providence, Marquette, uh, and then kind of lay a stinker at Villanova on Saturday. This team's just a little too inconsistent for me. Sure, they could get hot and come tournament time, but it's not a team I want to bet on anymore.
0: I definitely could see that. I I really like teams, Donnie, that are good on the road, like teams that have a lot of neutral site or road, like impressive wins. This team doesn't have. Like all of their damage has been done at home. They've only lost one home game all year. They love playing with the the crowd behind them. So I could definitely see your concern here. Do you have any other teams um, that you will you will be like officially betting in the futures market on your steady picks card?
1: Um, there's another team I like. Do I think they can get all the go all the way to the final four and whatnot? I don't know, but, but Illinois, another team I love, and I might get bit by the, by the big 10 conference again, but, but so be it. This is the big, uh, the Illinois is just a, a team that I was very high on earlier in the year. Um, they get Michael Mayer transfers in. They just have uh Terrence Shannon from, from Texas tech. I believe they've just brought in some very good transfers, uh, but it's another team that's just really never hit their stride during this, during the season. Uh, with some losses that they some, to some teams they probably shouldn't have lost to, uh, but I like their upside. So I'm not going to have an official official play on it. I'm going to see if I can sift through like a, a elite eight, sweet sixteen market, uh, see where they're priced uh, in the next week or two. I just this team has too much upside to 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 take a stab to not take a stab on them.
0: So much talent. I know you and I have talked about this, uh, like off the podcast they they're 69th in the offensive side of the metric 24th defensively um, and just to reiterate why like price shopping is so important in the futures market you can get an 85 to 1 at FanDuel on Illinois right now it's 60 to 1 at BetRivers 66 to 1 at BetMGM so like make sure you take the extra two to three minutes and just look at all of your available books um, in this market, but yeah, man, I'm with you loads of talent, loads of yeah, talent.
1: It looks like they're currently projected to be a nine seed, um, in the Midwest region. Uh, obviously things will shake out completely differently through these conference tournaments through the last game or two of the regular season. Uh, but that nine seeds, a tough draw for what it's worth, uh, playing the likely playing the number one seed in the second round.
0: Love it. Uh, so now the most important part of the show, Donnie. Let's get our bets out there for today. We'll, we'll do a little puff-puff pass action here. I'll, we'll start with you. Give me your first bet. I don't know how many you have today. Pass it back, and we'll just go back and forth and get all the bets out right now.
1: I got two for today. Um, talked about it earlier. I'm going to be on the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, minus 5.5 at home against Iowa. Um, this Iowa team is just not very good on the road uh, while the Hoosiers have been you know very formidable at home uh, <clears throat> like I said I think this team can make a run come March uh, and I think they get a comfortable win here uh, at home against Iowa
0: love it um, so that's your first bet one unit
1: yeah we'll go one unit
0: alright my first bet is coming in the Seton Hall Villanova game the Seton Hall team Donnie I I love Shaheen Holloway he's got a big time defense uh not a very good offense but these teams played tight it was a 58 to 54 game when Villanova was at home in the matchup I really think their defense is going to be able to pull it out uh the market seems to be a little high on Nova after their their two big wins they're coming off of so home dogs plus one and a half Seton Hall for the first bet
1: yeah I like that um was on them uh, at home against Xavier. Didn't get the job done, but, yeah, this team struggles scoring the basketball, but but on the defensive side of things, uh, you know, they're they're very, very good.
0: Donnie, Uh, real quick, too, those two fan bases do not like each other. Are you aware of that rivalry?
1: Yeah, this should be a fun one.
0: I think that's one of the best-kept-secret rivalries in sports that, like, they those fan bases despise each other but uh give me your next one
1: i think we're on the same page here um going boise state minus one and a half at home against san diego state uh go for a half unit um i'll save the explanation for you see what you got Uh, i know you like this play a
0: lot yep we're gonna be we're gonna be on the same side of this one um yeah, man, it's a back-to-back road spot for San Diego State. It's the most traveling they've done this entire season. They went to New Mexico. Now they're going to Idaho um, in a quick you know, two-day, three-day turnaround. So I like this one. I think it's important for anybody betting it to know they got fucking smoked by uh, San Diego State earlier in the season. They lost by, like, 20, but again— so that, that those games kind of just happen sometimes in college basketball, where it gets away from you. They're at home tonight. Uh, only one home loss the whole year, Donnie. I think I think they get it done.
1: Yeah, and I talked about it before, uh, you know, on the show. Not that it, it becomes an auto bet. I like the uh, the situations where we have a team at home, uh, favorited against or laying points against against a ranked team. Um, that shows. Uh, where the books think this line is and, and, you know, where they value, you know, an unranked Boise state team at home against uh, number 18 San Diego state.
0: Yeah. I was thinking that too. Like the line screaming, I don't know if it's trap, like what it's saying, but you're right. Like just think about that. The fact that they're favored here. Um, my only other bet here, Donnie is, is a little bit of a bold one. I'm taking NC state taking the seven and a half points here. Um, obviously, Duke has not lost at home this season. They killed NC State earlier this year. But I want to ask you about this matchup before I dive in anymore. Do you, you like this bet?
1: I don't know. You said it best. You know, this Duke team has just been, I believe they're 15-0 and 0 at home. Um, not sure what they are against the spread at home. But it's the Duke team that's playing uh, a heck of a lot better basketball. Uh, the last couple weeks, but NC state's quietly a a decent team. And, and we have this, you know, kind of a rivalry game, not as, not so much as, as Duke UNC, but, but NC state might be able to keep this one close.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the, the, really the two stats for the numbers people that swung my bet. So Duke has had some trouble turning the ball over on offense throughout the year nc state creates a lot of turnovers on defense so i like the match up there duke also likes to drive into the paint and they get a lot of shots blocked nc state is inside the top 40 in the country at blocking shots and defending the paint so i just think it's like a, a good matchup to be getting this many points man literally just as simple as that but um anything else for you donnie before we roll out of here
1: Nah, no, ricky thanks for having me um like we started the show. Best time of the year coming up. Uh looking forward to it.
0: Yes, sir. We'll we'll be doing a March Madness special or something. So keep an eye out for that. Steady Picks Radio. Thank you, Donnie. We'll talk to you guys later this week. Have a good week.